Hey friends, you are about to listen to a very special episode with myself, Amia Freeman, and my partner, I would say partner in crime, but she is my ride or die. (laughs) Together we get to lead Momentum Focus um, as a space of obedience and answering the call to just share our God moments with you to help you adjust your focus. And this next episode is a conversation that she and I had regarding 2020. All the lessons we learned, not all of them, but just a recap of some of the definitive lessons that we learned, how we got to use them and how God is asking us to use them in this new year. I pray that it is a blessing to you and that it does in fact help you to adjust your focus. Be blessed. What I like about that shift from something so simple as focus on the fruit to fruitful focus is it um, shifts from focusing on the produce or product, what do we say? (laughs) To, To having the focus be fruitful. Yep. Right? Yep. Like yes. Your the fruit comes from the focus and I've heard it so many times in the last week, maybe a little different ways with different wording, but where your devotion is or like where your attention is is where your devotion is, like that whole idea. So yeah. Focus can be fruitful when you focus on the God thing. Yeah, totally. I mean, that's exactly what. Not the fruit thing. Yeah, that's what, because I literally, so for my calendar layout for the last week of December, which has, you know, the first two days of January in it, Mm -hmm. I put stickers that have the fruit of the spirit on them. And as I was laying them out, um, I think my calendar is upstairs. As I was laying them out, I was consider like literally thinking about the fact that like, if I'm if I want goodness to be the fruit, I can't focus on goodness. Mm. I have to focus on Christ. If I want patience to be the fruit, I can't grit my teeth and grind out patience right like there's no hustle to produce patience you can but like that's not that's not how it's supposed to go down right like it it won't be it won't be organic patience well not only that but i have made the mistake and i don't like to use the word mistake but as i was learning how to communicate with god in a healthy way not constantly cussing him out and telling him to leave me alone But when I was learning to communicate with God in a healthy way, I learned that when I asked for patience, he gave me opportunities to grow in that area. Um, When those situations were organically presented, whatever, um, is when I try to do patience on my own, and it's not a fruit of the spirit, but it's like, I'm going to, like you said, I'm going to grit my teeth. I'm going to do this thing. Um, 
there is no joy or peace or love or kindness or goodness or self-control. Like I try to do it out of self-control and self, you know what I'm saying, Will? But the other fruit, because it's one fruit, <laughs> right? It's one fruit. There's no other evidence of, there's no evidence of the other of the fruit of the spirit, number one. And number two, it's very short-lived. Yeah, yeah. Very short-lived. That's why I say it won't be, um, it won't be organic because it'll be so like, genetically yeah. modified <laughs> I love you it'll be like genetically modified faith and genetically modified goodness but word up you know what God just told me he said yes it's genetically modified because if he's the originator and the original creator of it and then I try to mess up with my DNA and be like well I'm going to modify this to fit Raina's definition right genetically modified exactly so like any of the fruit of the spirit could be GMO produced, mm -hmm. you know, but that doesn't mean that it has a seed in it to be reproduced. Now nah, that genetically modified stuff, they're like, oh, who needs right. seeds? Let's not have seeds. Right. Which has a whole other side effect to the people that we follow, the people that we emulate, the people that we look up to and how people look at us and how people, the people that we get to lead. Because if our righteousness is GMO and our kindness and our patience and our goodness and our self-control, if it is genetically modified like if we went in and decided we were going to produce it how we wanted it to look then we've got people following us not following christ and what's crazy is that you cannot reproduce it do you know that's real i found out this year because i wanted to plant some um fruit trees and i figured you know south carolina is pretty humid i'm gonna get some caribbean trees up in my yard or whatever and I was learning from my dad that certain things can't be reproduced over here because that big um, chemical company, their genetically modified stuff, the seeds, you can't, like, you can't take something from the grocery store and plant that. There's several of them because it's been genetically modified. They can't reproduce. Yeah. I didn't know that, but like straight up, a lot of the genetically modified things cannot reproduce. It's all man manipulated. It's all because they want you to come back and buy the thing from them. That might preach a whole <laughs> year's worth of messages. That, whew. okay, that man, I could just keep going on that one. Okay, so, <laughs> so in the vein of the fruitful focus, um, I just want us like, uh, so I've got a couple of questions that will be monthly reflection. Um, a couple of questions that allow us to look back over the year. Cause even I was, I was somewhere, I was on a call or a, a class or something. And the girl that was facilitating it, she was like, if you do a reflection for the year, there's a possibility that you may not be able to recall month by month 
because she was like, who even remembers September? And I started singing the song, do you remember? <laughs> 21st of September. Right. Um, I'm sure but, it was a cloudy day. Yeah, yeah, it was <laughs> certainly a cloudy day. All right, so I'm gonna start with um, a quick little, not quick, but a beautiful reading from um, a book by Morgan Harper Nichols called All Along You Were Blooming. The subtitle is Thoughts for Boundless Living. Sidebar, um, the, the boundless living is just a reminder of like life that is lived in the spirit versus life that is lived in the flesh. The Bible says there's no law or limit to how much fruit is produced when it is lived by the spirit which is boundless, right? And so for 2021, the word that God gave me for the work of Momentum Focus is grace mode, but it's not just the word itself. Grace mode sits inside of this like infinity circle, which is boundless. Mm. It just is like to know that like, it goes on for eternity and it just, it keeps going. And what might to the naked eye might just look like circles or moving and not going anywhere. Like God, I don't know, like in God's eyes and in his kingdom, what seems like you're going in circles is actually like process and layers and going progress. deep progress, right? And I just think of, you know, Joshua giving orders to march it didn't look like nothing was happening walking in those circles. Right. <laughs> right. And so who are we to decide when it's going to start and when it's going to stop? So just that boundless um, living. He said is, boundless grace. Yes. That's what I was going to say. Boundless living is the, is boundless grace. So, um, so here's the message from Morgan Harper Nichols. Um, and because this is a podcast, y'all can't see that I'm putting on my reading glasses, praise the Lord, 46. <laughs> so it says, remember the heartbreak you saw before your eyes, the way you felt in the hospital that night, and that gentle whisper in the soul that you were going to be all right. Because in your tears and speechless moments, and the times you did not know what to do, new life was a path laid out before you inviting you to come forth. Even though you did not know where the path would go, even though you did not know where tomorrow would lead, you were headed in the direction of where you were meant to be. Mm. Of every worry, every doubt, and everything that fell apart, you were being held together, hmm, making room for an all new start. And although you came undone and now see how far you've come, and how each day, each day, mercy awaits you in the morning. I don't know how she does it, but like her words feel like everything that my heart beats that I couldn't find the words for. Um, I just told you this yesterday, I think via text or message somewhere. I said, I'm so grateful for the people God gave the gift of words for you had written something that I, I was speaking to you about you I think and um like as as an empath I feel all the feels 
and they come so hard so fast that I it, it takes me a while to untangle them to even identify what one individual feel might be. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so when people are able to put the feelings into words that may not even name the feeling, right? But it so beautifully captures it. I'm just like, yes. Right. You're like, that's what that was. I don't know that there's a word for it, but you just gave me like 50 words. <laughs> yep. And that's yep. why, and I, and I really truly believe that's why hip hop has always spoken to my heart as a, even as a little kid of like, you can do that with words. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like how, how I'm sure the people felt about Shakespeare. That's how I feel about hip hop especially yep. when like the person's like a real lyricist and they do play on words on top of it and i'm like that one line i, I was so saddened by that that latina actress who who got caught up for saying the n-word from a fuji song hmm. because one of one it's one of my favorite songs that they they ever did but two i was like mamita like you got caught up on the wrong line the very next line <laughs> she says you can be imitating Al Capone and I'll be Nina Simone defecating on the microphone. I was like, you missed the best line. Like, come on. Like when you can diss somebody eloquently and right. intelligently, I'm just like, you got a fan for life. <laughs> right. Like, do you know what I mean? And someone, yeah. someone like Morgan Harper Lickles, like she is, her and her sister both, I'm yeah. like, there should not be that much talent in one family. Like, that's just not fair. But she in particular, she has this gifting of artistry in prose, in music, in, um, what is it called? Visual arts. And she's a really good teacher. Yeah. I used to be in her um, organization that... Um, what was it? Business Builder University. So she, she's a really good teacher. I'm hoping once, um, I don't know what, but I'm hoping that God leads her back to teach in that realm of entrepreneurship because she's really good at it. Yeah. Well, you, and you know, what's interesting with that is like, just even just being on the, the vein of what we were talking about earlier of like, you could see someone like her who is, she's extremely artistic vocally artistic both in singing but also in the written word mm -hmm. um and visually artistic and you could see her and you could want to mimic her or emulate her and be inspired and try to do exactly what she did and potentially produce exactly what she's produced but unless it's got the breath of god on it it won't carry the same blessing that she's able to serve other people, like so many people with, you know what I mean? Um, which is one of the things that like, even just in the space of the, our focus, if, if this is your first time here in one of these podcasts, focus within momentum is finish our commitments unapologetically stronger. The our, O-U-R, is community that we get to come together in community and, and, and glean off of each other and like hear someone else's perspective on how they read a scripture and what God revealed to them. And so you come together in this collective space to be able to share with one another. But then you also recognize that like each person has a unique part that they play um, 
in the grand scheme of things. And if all of us are trying to play the same part, you think of music, right? If everybody decided that I want to be the percussionist. Let's all be oboes. Right, right. <laughs> An oboe. If you play the oboe, bless you. Um, but the oboe is dope. I know, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know how to play an oboe. So if I just all of a sudden was like, I'm going to play an oboe because oboes, right? Or like you hear somebody play the bass guitar and there's this like, I can't even mimic the sound, but there's a sound that the bass guitar makes that no other, just right. Right. And no other, no other instrument can make that sound. And there's a scripture in the Bible that talks about all the instruments knowing what sound they make. And when they make that sound and they know they made their own sound, the instrument kind of gets happy. I'm totally paraphrasing, but the instrument gets happy. And then you hear this symphony playing, right? And there's a, there's a song that the song is called symphony. And in the song, she talks about like, it felt like chaos happening to me, but you were actually writing a symphony. Oh, I love that song. Right. And you think about like, initially when the symphony comes together for the, to learn the scores, it probably sounds like chaos. It sounds like a bunch of squeaking and squawking and- Oh, for sure, for sure that, you know, if you've ever been to a ballet- Before um, they begin? Yes. Yeah. The warm-up stuff are like, mm. It's like- <laughs> It sounds like cats in heat. Right, right. And that, like that song symphony, like this is what, our lives, even you were talking about just this, um, to hear a lyricist that has taken the words and you hear this like, this conviction in their voice that they know they just did something with that word that they're gonna wait for you to catch it, you mm. know? And the same is true when you watch someone dance who knows, oh, they know that they are interpreting with their body a conversation that happened in their heart, whether it was with God or whatever, but they know that this is their gift and they're going to move in it. And they're telling you a story with their body. Right. And they, and they're like, I'll let you catch it. Cause after I've done it, then you'll identify that I actually did it. Right. But they own it and they do it and they move in it. And like, that's like, I wholeheartedly want to see all of us move because the bible says that like his workmanship is the greek word poema it's 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 poetry in motion our lives are literally that dope lyricist laying down a, a bar of of words just one bar not the entire rap not the entire song not the entire symphony just one line all it and takes is one. I was about to say, all it takes is one. All it takes is one move that you were in step with God, not trying to look like or be like somebody else and it will click and you'll feel it in your heart. And then the people who were also in tune with God, they'll see you do it. And you're like, oh, I wonder if everybody else just saw what I saw. <laughs> I hold a rewind. Take no, I, need to, I need to make note of this. Okay. What God just told me is in the, the boundless grace for this year, 
this is the year of our, this is the year of the community. This is the year of communion. Nice. Because I, I really do believe in the past when we focused on all aspects of the focus, which y'all, Amia is going to finish, I promise. This is just how we roll. Um, we've always focused on things, ooh, look at God, that have produce, that are tangible, that we can point to, right? Like, ooh, I finished this. Hmm. I met this commitment, this, right? Yeah. Um, and the hour is more elusive. Hmm. That community and that communion is more elusive, but after the year we've had as, as a, a people, as a human people, but then also specifically within the culture of marginalized people as women of color. I mean, yo, I had set aside, I was like, this should take about an hour for our, our workshop yesterday. Girl, it was two hours of like, yeah communion with one another and and keep coming back to God. So God was definitely the center of it, but it became very clear to me of we need each other and we need to be able to tell each other, like, I need you. Right. Right. And well, and the funny thing is that like, that is, again, it goes back to that person that knows deep in their heart here's the, here's the thing that I know God is calling me to do and I can't do it by myself. So I am actually going to make myself vulnerable enough to tell someone that I need them because the vulnerability in that is I don't have all of it. Mm. I am not enough by myself, right? I do need to be in a community of people. I am not so fantastic on my own. I did not get where I am by myself. And that that takes a lot of humility to, to be willing to say, can anybody help me? To ask for help, but then well, to also- uh, the, the, big, the big, it's a very counter culture pushback because in this society, in Western society, specifically in the United States, we have had this idea of your self-worth and self-value being attached to your Mm self-sufficiency. And so that's where I hear God knocking and saying, grace mode, my grace is sufficient. Nothing on your own is sufficient for nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and you know, even just the idea of grace being a collective thing it just, it takes me back to the scripture in second Corinthians four. This is like, we have these treasures in these earthen vessels. Just, we're just jars of clay carrying this thing that God gave us. But like, we didn't even create the jar, <laughs> right? <laughs> no, it's crazy so when, that. when you say that. Cause like, so because of Twitter, I'm learning about like all of these theologians and these like theology on top of theology and I'm like y'all are just the Pharisees spending all this time when God spoke so plainly like at first no lie I felt intimidated and at first I was like I don't know what all these big theological words are I don't know if I should even be in this conversation or reading it I feel kind of out of place and God was like I I spoke so plainly some of y'all are chasing your own tails when I spoke so plainly about this stuff And here they are arguing about 
the grace part. And I'm thinking, yo, like I didn't even make the vessel part. So how can I claim that I earned the grace part if I had no part of me being created? Right. Well, and I mean, oh goodness. But like, if we could just get to that part, like if we could just like right there, just like stay in that, I honestly do believe that we would see more people step up to their calling, quote unquote, right? Because like we keep saying like, I just want to know what my calling is. Here's your calling to love God with all of yourself, to love people, right? Love you. <laughs> right. <laughs> with all of who you are, that's it. And then go and tell other people that that's their calling. And, and when they ask real, you how, point them to Jesus. That's like it. For real, when 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 people want to talk to me about like, in, in they may use different words, but at the at the crux of it all, they're asking like, Raina, I want to figure out what God's will is in this situation. Right. Right. And I'm like, well, what's the most loving thing you can do? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and even down to like what we were talking about earlier about. Um, finding the seed in it like the bible says that they will people will know who we are by our fruit right have they produced fruit and is there a seed in that fruit mm. because if there's if there's just fruit that could easily be produced but the bible also talks about like ill-gotten gain i love that word ill-gotten <laughs> I love words like that right on, on some album title yeah. or on a song Ill title right that's gonna be it's gonna be the name of my first book ill-gotten <laughs> <laughs> no but like if you think about it it's like what you're saying right now is it's not okay so the, the the verse god brought me to was of your children's 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 children right but if I don't have any seed in the fruit I'm producing, it stops with me. Yeah, yeah, totally. So ill-gotten gain comes from Proverbs 10, 2, and it says, ill-gotten treasures have no lasting value, but righteousness delivers us from death. That'll preach. Yeah. Well, and so, I mean, like, so what I was getting ready to say a minute ago was, just the fact that like, if, if we recognize that we are just cups, <laughs> just cups, not even shaped on our own, right? So hello, full setting, trying to do a really good job in your at-home gym, burning off 2020. <laughs> and reshaping our bodies. Like, yes, we take care of our bodies because the Bible says we need to take care of this vessel, but like the shape of your body will not determine the value of your gift. Mm. Hear me out. The shape of your body. God is not going to love you more or less based on the shape of your body. And really what it comes down for me, right? Like, so with all the weight that I've gained, since 2019 is the weight I need to drop is the guilt of thinking I have to hold on to grief. And that's mm. what it came, it came down to. I was speaking to Jen about this last night, which was I have, and I know in my head, this isn't real, but the enemy comes for me so hard with this. 
is that I have this feeling of like guilt when I have peace or joy. Like somehow I'm forgetting these people that I've, I've, I've lost. Yeah. Um, and so I've gone back to these, these old habits of avoiding through eating and then, you know, sugar and anything that turns into sugar is like, yeah, yeah. Um, but my body, my body is literally buckling under the weight, you know, like my back can't take it anymore. My knees can't take it anymore. And God told me was like, I need you to be healthy, to do the work I'm asking you to do. Right. It's not even like aesthetics, right? Like, cause let's be real 42 y'all. I don't care no more. I'm going to rock a bikini, whether I, whether I got a pansa and some extra meat on my thigh, I really don't care anymore. Would I want to be cute in a bikini? Yeah, sure. Whatever. But like, I know like God's asking me to partner with him. And if I'm not healthy, I can only do so much. Right. And, and, and my girlfriend, I was talking to her today. She was like, the, the thing about supernatural is God does the super, but I got work to do in the natural. Yeah. Right? We're his hands and feet. But yeah. my, if yes, like they have to, you have, that's flesh. So your hands and feet are flesh. Your flesh has to be usable. And yeah. not just like, you know, there's, that's a whole nother thing that we can talk about, but I want to be healthy and, and I know from experience of, of losing weight and gaining weight over the years, you know, through child's bearing and whatnot, whenever I get fit again, my body still don't look the same. It's a different me. It, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I, I want to speak that out there for people who are looking to get healthy in the new year. God bless you, get healthy, but don't expect you from even a year or two ago. It, you've, you've had different experiences. Your vessel is being shaped from those experiences for new experiences. Amen. Amen. Well, and that, I mean, that holds true to just even, I think I was explaining, um, in your coaching group yesterday for the planner. And I, I ended up posting it on Instagram today that like, God gave me permission to take all of my goals from 2020. I started reading them. it. And then Instagram refreshed and now I got to go find it. Yeah. He, he gave me permission to take, literally take every single goal from 2020 and just carbon copy it over to 2021, because he said that he did a work in me, like you were talking about, like he did a work in this vessel, um, that now I am ready to carry what he needed to do in me. And mm -hmm. so to him, like what didn't happen in 2020 based on what I had written down to him. He's not, he's not like, Oh man, my plan was foiled. Like he's like, it's all good. Cause like you became a different person in the process of like a broken world. You became a different person. It helped you adjust your focus. It helped you to find clarity and hear my voice clearly. It helped you to identify what you actually sound like when you're under stress and when you're healthy. And mm -hmm. now you know what to do with what I've given you. Because before I was like, God gave me this thing and I don't know what to do with it. And he's like, now you know. Word. I remember us having those conversations going into 2020. Right. Like, I don't know what to do with this, Raina. And you were like, 
let's go. <laughs> right. And like, and it just, so like I offer that just to anyone that might feel like 2020 was a bust or all the things that they had written down of what they wanted to do. They're not going to write any of it down in 2021 because they don't know what might happen. You know what? We don't know what might happen. So what if you wrote them down? Well, and this brings us to C, right? These are some commitments of like, you were going over focus and we spent a really long time on our, which I'm telling you, I really feel like that's where, what God's telling us to focus on this year. Yeah. Um, but with the commitments, what were you going to share with the good people? Yeah. So with the commitments, here's, here's something that I've been trying to put into practice, even in 2020, in the midst of it feeling like bleh, sometimes, um, <laughs> um, I have just been mindful of like, it sounds weird being mindful of the mindfulness. No, that's like, not at all. Like, like pay attention to what you're paying attention to so that I am not spending my time on things that don't matter. Right. You know, it, it does. It, it's not strange at all. Um, God's word says to take every thought captive. Well, how do you like, if you're not mindful of your thoughts, how can you take captive, like take them captive? So that makes total right. sense. And then when you take them captive, what do you do with them? Right. And then like my nephew used to say, and then what, and then what is you going to do? <laughs> right. So, and then what is you going to do? <laughs> um, so there's this model of process, not even processing. Cause God told me you don't process. He does the processing. You participate in his processing. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a model for just structuring what you're going to do with those thoughts when you took them captive, structuring the commitment, structuring, making sure that you are intentional mm -hmm. about even your intentions, because intentions are great, but you also have to do something with the intentions. Even if you set an intention for your workout, right? Like to be mindful in your workout, set the intention, but make sure that like you intended for that to be your intention, like, but you have to actually make that be why you're moving. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. um, so it's called crafting or craft, C-R-A-F-T. The C, the C stands for check-in, like have some accountability of with somebody like in the community, like in our owl. Girl, I'm using, I'm using this for the planner. Let me go. <laughs> Yeah, Mira, I, I, I'm, I kid you not, every edition, God's like, here we go. Well, here's what, here's what, speaking of our and community and commitment, here's what God told me, that your next edition rewrite is going to be a collaborative between the two of us. <laughs> so there's that. Um, so it's called crafting yeah, um, or craft, which is so funny because there are so many people that like, I don't do crafts. So here's your new version of crafting. And it's so funny. <clears throat> because I'm 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 a I'm hip hop girl through and through, right? So I'll be like, I'm not a crafty girl, but then I start singing Beastie Boys. She's crafty. <laughs> okay, yes. so this is dealing. Craft is dealing with commitments. Yes, craft. Uh, it's partly dealing with commitment, but also dealing with um, like your persistence. So commitment, yeah, like the persistence of doing what you said you were going to do, staying true to whatever your focus so, was. So really, it's like commitment unapologetically stronger altogether. It kind of is. It kind of is. So the, the C in craft is check-in. 
Okay. Checking in really involves whoever your accountability coach is or your mentor um, being allowed into the space of accountability with you because you've asked them for their help. So when they check on you, you have to be honest with them. So the first step to that is check-ins. Schedule some check-ins with your accountability people. Okay. Don't just say, yeah, I'm on, you know, I'll check in on you next week. No, schedule it. I think accountability coach or crew. Yep. So check-in. The R is report progress. So you have to report your progress whether, and I don't say have to as in like you should, I say have to as in like this is a part of your commitment, mm-hmm. right? So I got to put on my glasses so I can read it. <laughs> um, whether you are reporting progress virtually like a video conference or it's a text message or you use, um, what's the app, Marco Polo and you send videos back and forth with each other, reporting your progress is um, it's an opportunity for you to tell them about the challenges that you've had, the successes that you've had, um, maybe some of the procrastination you've dealt with, um, big ideas that may have come up because then they will be able to tell you that's a great idea, but that has nothing to do with what you're supposed to be focused on, <laughs> right? No, I'm, I'm like the more I spend, the more time and energy I spend with crafting yeah every edition I'm convinced that there's a lot of ADHD tendencies and procrastinators but after that talk and and something that Trell had said was I think a lot of it is rooted in trauma um they're so co um what's the word they use in the DSM-4 when there's an overlap yeah of of like like codependency symptoms no like overlap of, of symptoms that you see in behavior oh yeah yeah a lot of things that we will label as a, a child as being adhd a lot of it is really just response to trauma yeah. that hasn't been processed yeah so report progress tell about your challenges your progress your ideas yep. you might be progress challenges yeah progress challenges successes ideas um and that reporting your progress might take time. So don't rush it, mm. like schedule it. Don't just, cause the check-in is the check-in, right? But the reporting your progress, like that has to actually be a thing that you do. But listen, you, you left the call right when we were wrapping up and did you leave right after? I don't know the timing of it, but we're gonna check in twice a month. There you go, that's reporting progress, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So the A is adjust and assign. Adjust and assign. Now, now here's the thing is that like this craft model, you as the person having set the goals, mm-hmm. the craft model has to be, it's a, it's a partnership between you and your accountability person. Right. So this adjust and assign, this is not and this is not something that you are doing for yourself. This is what you are allowing your accountability coach to do for you. So the adjust and assign, um, this is where you get to make adjustments 
to the, the original plan that you came up with based on the progress that has been reported. Because there might be another way to get to the end result that you originally had as your goal. Mm. And if you find that you keep stumbling over the same issues, you can't keep doing the same thing, right? Exactly doing the same thing, expecting different results. Exactly. So um, what we need to realize is that this is also the opportunity to make potentially new assignments that will move you closer to your goal, right? So these are brand new assignments. Like you make the adjustments, which is why we always say adjust your focus. Adjust your focus is not a shaking our finger at you saying, you need to get your act together. This is, let's pay attention to what you're paying attention to and you might have to see things differently. So when you adjust, it might mean that you have to have new assignments, right? So the next assignment, and it, and it might look like your accountability coach says, hey, let's do this next week. If you come back with a response of, but I was doing that. Mm. Like you're going to push yourself back several steps because now you're back to the check-in, which could be why your progress is, is stalled because you don't, something's hindering you. So your accountability coach gets to help you adjust and then assign. Mm -hmm. So the F, the F in craft is feedback, feedback. So after you've adjusted your plan and you agree on new actions, your next step is feedback. And this is where you will hear the question, how do you feel about that? Right? So your coach might ask you, how do you feel about what happened in 2020? How, you know, how do you feel about the assignment that I just gave you? And, or maybe you reported a progress that you're like, you know, I tried to do such and such. And every time I tried to do such and such, this and that happened. And your accountability person has the right and the opportunity because you gave them permission to ask you, well, how did that make you feel? And then you get to give feedback on that. And then they get to give you feedback on just some of the progress that you're reporting. Mm -hmm. Right? So any question that gives your coach a sense for how you're really feeling about the adjustments and new assignments is a good question, right? Like yesterday you said, there are no stupid questions, only the ones you didn't ask, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so the last one, uh, the last letter is T, that is teach, train, and talk through. So, teach, train, and talk through. This is based on um, your accountability coach listening to the feedback and then talking through the questions that you might have, um, talking through questions that your accountability person might have, um, any concerns that the accountability coach has regarding your feedback. Um, 
and the teach, train, and talk through might mean that after the conversation is over, they might come back and say, hey, remember when we were talking about such and such? It made me think about this. So it doesn't mean that the conversation ends when y'all are done talking. It means that there's more opportunity to grow because this is a teaching moment. This is a teaching moment where you realize like I have been focused on the wrong things. I have been really like you had said it earlier, like what you focus on is where you like, that's the direction you're going to go. And if, and if you're only seeing like the saying of like, what you look for is what you find. If you're only seeing all the things that are going wrong, you might just miss what went right. And this is where your, your coach gets to come back to you and give you some tips to like help you think better, help you move better. Maybe you're not sleeping. Maybe you're not actually going to bed on time. Maybe they call you and say like, I'm feeling a little attacked with those last two statements. <laughs> well, I was getting ready to give a personal example. But I was going to say, maybe they call you out and say like, it's two o'clock in the morning. Why are you on Facebook? <laughs> you know? They, I mean, they can call you out because, but they're not calling you out. Like they're calling you up to your fullest potential. And I think that's, that's what where we come back to the hour of yep. the community of like, and, and I, and I guess that's the thing with these focus and we'll come to the un unapologetically and the stronger part in a moment, but it's all intertwined like that circle. There's no beginning. There's no end. They're all intertwined. So like we've made this commitment to each other as a community, right? Like we're going to hold one another accountable, never for a like, mm, did you see what so-and-so did? Or like, Hey, you better get it together. But like, I love you and I want good for you because yeah. that's what God's called us to. So like, let's do the dang thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's what it's funny because like, um, I was getting ready to say, man, we didn't even cover the recap of what the year looks like, but I think we did. Um, I was going to say like there, if you kind of to what you were mentioning that trail mentioned yesterday, that like some of our habits have become habits, not because it's who we are, but it's because how we responded to what was happening in our lives. Mm -hmm. And if it is very well, a trauma response, it could be our default settings. It could be when the environment looks familiar to what caused us trauma, our only known response is the trauma response. And it is sometimes it is a, a sense of like self-preservation, a sense of protection, a sense of like, let me quiet the noise and not add to it. You know what I mean? These are all triggered responses that like, we think it's a part of who we are, but it's not, it's not even our healthiest self. It is what, there was a book I was recently reading that she said, it's she called it, mode. it's survival mode. And she called it deflecting that this is what we do when we just are like, okay, I just need to avoid the entire situation. And the best way for me to avoid the situation is to deflect and make it something, make it about something else so that I don't have to deal, mm -hmm. you know? And I think that's what, even just the idea of like sitting and notice, like reflecting, I hate using the word reflecting because that triggers some people, <laughs> but noticing what you learned in 2020, 
noticing the emotions that you felt in 2020. Like I talked, I think I talked to you about some emotion that I felt that I was like, I don't even know what this is. And I had never experienced that emotion before. And it was this kind of layered emotion of like, Oh, I'm telling you that as an empath, when all the feelings come at once, it's all tangled and layered and you're just like, whoa. Right. Right. One at a time, people, one at a time. Well, and I'm realizing that because of 20, because 2020 was layered with so much that a lot of us had trauma responses that we didn't even realize we were responding that way. And I, and I think what it brought to light and I don't know if between Karen and Trell who said it, but I know it came out of more than one person's mouth in a different, in different wording was 2020 gave us the opportunity. Cause I don't like saying it forced us to, but it gave us the opportunity to really look at who we are yeah. apart from those responses apart from the trauma apart from who people have defined us to be or expected us to be like who who am i really right um and it's not like oh now i know it's i think i'm willing to find out right yep well and that's what um i, I need to i need to find another word for reflection I'm going to pray and ask God to give me a different word. Um, I'm going to so, get it in the morning in the shower. I know. Give it to me and I'll be like, oh, I got to call a Mia. Right. Or I'll get it at four o'clock in the morning and I'll roll over like, where's my pen and pad? <laughs> um, so, okay, we're going to wrap this up. And I have a couple of questions to leave y'all with that are your own, not reflection words, <laughs> because we don't want to call it reflection. It is your, um, it is your boundless grace question how about that may I interject and ask really fast yeah. unapologetically stronger oh I thought we covered those well I felt like they were pretty much covered in craft but I didn't I, want, I did not want to because I know sometimes you do like an outline of what you want to cover I did not want to like sweep that away so I wanted to ask you to look at that really fast for your unapologetically stronger. And if you feel like we covered it in craft model, then cool. Well, I do, I do honestly believe the unapologetically and the stronger falls underneath the craft model because okay. you get to get honest. Yeah. You get to get to a space of clearing out the clutter so that you now know what it means to live unapologetically. Ooh, girl, you know what God just told me? Hmm. He said, unapologetically stronger is encapsulated and lives in the word vulnerable. And he said, it's like meek where people think it's a, a matter of being weak, but it's really about controlled, right? Yeah. And, and so he said, vulnerability is you being unapologetically stronger. Yep. It's the, it's that understanding that meekness is not weakness. I think mm -hmm. it's, um, Jess Connolly and Haley, Haley Morgan, is it mm -hmm. that wrote wild and free? Um, she called it in the book, wild and free. She called, she said, meekness is not weakness. It is strength under control. There it is. The control word. I knew it was something under control and I couldn't remember. So that's what it is. It really, uh -oh. God just told me that 
in that the hour in the community part it takes strength to be vulnerable yeah and you know what just what you just said what two of the ladies mentioned yesterday about like 2020 gave us the opportunity 2020 gave us the opportunity to find our people girl literally know to know who who are my people people. Mm -hmm. or not or not and who are the people like we were saying earlier like the whole idea of focus is not shaking your finger saying adjust your focus the the idea of adjust your focus is pay attention to what you're paying attention to so that you are doing work that matters right the people that you get here's here's what if if nothing else even if we are on opposite ends of so many other conversations here is something i believe everybody i don't care what you proclaim to stand behind everybody can agree after 2020 is nobody has time wasting time on things that do not have value yep yo life is too short life is too short and it's also too long for you not to be breathing into things that will bring value if not for you for other people like kingdom building work yo like i don't know I wasted so much time this year on social media because I was just like trying to consume all the news all the time. Mm. And God's called me to do, um, to do a fast along with a sugar fast of not like giving up entirely, but it's before I pick up my phone of well, what can I go to and for how long and in, in, in being intentional, how you were talking about like, being intentional. Yeah, you know, what's funny is one of our worship leaders, she said one of her goals for 2021 is to literally bring her old fashioned Bible to church, like her actual paper paper Bible. She's like, I love the Bible app. I love that we have access to search up any scripture in every translation at our fingertips, but I am gonna be an adult and I'm gonna bring a paper Bible and hear the turn, the pages turning. I need to find, I need to find, so I have a gazillion Bibles, but the, I don't want to bring my big, beautiful study Bibles. I need to find my original, my first time Bible I bought as an adult. Yeah. And that's the kind I can take to church. Right. Right. And I'm and I'm in just in the vein of you saying like, just doing a fast of like putting down the phone. Like that's one of my goals is to study the Bible in the Bible, not on my phone. Girl, well, you posted phone. something on Instagram and I was like, okay, my sister got me the chair. I can do my morning prayer time, but I'm going to have to leave my phone because yeah. what happens is I look it up on my Bible app and I'm like, oh, this is so good. I have to share it with the people. <laughs> and then I go make an image and I put it on Instagram, like, yo, just stay in the word. I, I can help feed people later. Like just yeah. Him. I was doing a, a Bible study the other day. I couldn't sleep and the Holy Spirit woke me up at 4.30 in the morning and I laid there trying to go back to sleep. And I finally got up at 5.30, came downstairs and just started my day. And 
I turned on a Bible study on TV and it was exactly, I know exactly what God needed me to hear. And then another one came on right after that. And I haven't, it was with Beth Moore and I haven't watched a study from her in a while. It's been a good while since I've seen like a, a video teaching of hers. And she was talking about how, if we're going to get, if we're going to get to the truth, because we really do want to know truth, we have to be willing to admit where there's lies. Mm. And she was like, here's the first lie that I'm really good. And she said, y'all tell me if you can, if you're vibing with me, she said, I'm really good at my early morning time with Jesus. Cause if I don't get it done, my day will just be ruined. And she was like, here's me with my coffee and my journal and my new Bible click posted on Instagram. She was like, that is not the early morning time with Jesus. <laughs> and the whole auditorium busted out laughing. And she was like, because an hour later, you're trying to remember what scripture you were supposed to be looking up. Ma'am. And I don't even say that in a vein of like, shame on y'all. I'm saying no. I'm guilty. So what, what God has, has led me to, I don't know what the, what the word is, but I'm getting comfortable, getting uncomfortable with the idea of when he drops a verse or a story, I can just write down, God dropped this verse, God dropped this story. Yep. And, and if the opportunity presents itself later, I can go back and look it up. I don't have to look, yo, this phone thing of being able to look up everything instantly. Yep. He, he's been, God is so funny. He's been clowning me for months now. He's like, do you remember those encyclopedias? And you <laughs> yeah. had to take time or you couldn't look something up until you were at the library because you weren't at your stepmom's house with the encyclopedias. He's like, you lived, you didn't die. You right. don't have to know who that actor is that you see and you don't know his name in the middle of a movie that you're trying to watch with your husband. Just give him your attention and watch the movie. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. we're so addicted to instant information. Yeah. So oh, I'm, legit, I'm legit going to leave my phone charging in my bedroom. Yeah. I'm setting up my quiet space either in my closet or in my bathroom. Don't judge me, people. I have a really big and pretty, fairly clean bathroom. <laughs> And I'm going to do my quiet time there, but like, I'm not touching my phone. Yep. Yeah. I, I literally had to, I was telling a group of women, I changed, I think I was telling my Bible study. I changed where I was sitting to do my morning devotional. Um, and mostly I changed where I was sitting because I was sitting at the kitchen table and my back was to the stairs. And when you come down the stairs into the kitchen, they would see my back and like I was sitting in the kitchen table chairs are hardwood. And I think sitting on the hardwood like that since COVID happened, um, just my spine started to feel it. And so I was like, well, I just need to change where I'm sitting. And then it clicked when I changed where I was sitting that every morning when my family would come downstairs, they saw my back. And so I changed. Now I'm sitting on the couch that faces the stairway that when they come down the stairs, they see me. Mm. And then, and then it was like this really cool thing. The other day I was sitting there 
And I just happened to look up and like, I could actually see my house. And it was just this really kind God wink of like, look at what you have mm -hmm. all because you changed your focus. Right? Just one little adjustment. And, and the distance from where the kitchen chair is to where the couch is, it's not that far. It really isn't, but it is, it is very different view. Completely different view. That is literally adjust your focus. One morning I went and sat in the front family room that looks out onto the front yard and I could actually see the sun come up. But from my kitchen, you can't see the sun come up because it faces the back of the house and it's still dark back there. Yeah. It's a different, so, you know what I mean? It's just a little tiny adjustment that just will literally change what you begin to see. So, okay, now we're going to wrap up. Now I sound like a Baptist pastor. All right. <laughs> Last three questions for y'all. Um, what were your three biggest lessons that you learned this past year? And these are questions that you can sit with and let God show you where boundless grace exists. Um, what were the three biggest lessons that you learned in the past year? And then um, are you happy with how you spent your time? Which that's a yes or no question. I don't like yes or no questions. So I want to rephrase that. Um, how did you spend the majority of your time? And how does it reflect your priorities? How did you spend the majority of your time and how does it reflect your priorities? Priorities, y'all, because priorities is often given to us by people, like on a to-do list. Let's change that to values. How does it line up with your values? Because that's all you, not what other people put on you. I like it. So how did you spend your time and how does it reflect your values? And you could wholeheartedly, if you sit with that and you're like, oh, I don't like how that makes me feel, use that craft model, get your accountability coach, um, sidebar, shameless plug, I am a certified accountability coach. <laughs> so shameless plug, I'm not, but I'm still down. <laughs> shameless plug, that is why you are listening to this focus podcast, because we are here to help you adjust your focus. But wait, there's more. <laughs> there's more. Okay. So your last question. So the first one was, what were three biggest lessons you learned? Second one was, how did you spend your time and how does it reflect your values? The last question is, what or who are you especially grateful for in this past year? year y'all gratitude is key that I, i've honestly that's why I, I put god told me to put it in the planner every single day is nothing adjusts your focus faster than gratitude nothing amen amen all right so those are your three boundless grace hashtag grace mode questions to get you um moving into the new year um, you've already heard us say for 2021, our focus for the new year is our, O-U-R, because this is all about community. This is about us realizing that we do need each other, um, that we're not going to 
get better alone, we get better together, right? And I will quote Craig Groeschel, who is a um, leadership pastor and leader who says, when the leader gets better, everybody gets better. So y'all, that is why we are here. And for those of you, I know, because I, I, I have said this before in my life, like I'm not a leader. You're leading somebody, whether you know it or not. Somebody is following you. Even if you're not in an official leadership role, if you're not in a paid leadership role, if you in your life, what you do in your vocation or career doesn't, isn't considered leadership, somebody is looking to you and following you. You are a leader. Amen. 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 Yeah, I was literally putting my planner together for January and one of the stickers that I put in there said, um, it was, I put it in the daily habits section and it says practice gratitude and gratitude is practice. It is something you have to intentionally do, intentionally be mindful about the mindfulness, intentionally put into practice. And after a while, the practice becomes habit right? I will not even lean towards practice makes perfect because we are not. Well, not only that is a former band geek. My band leader would always say practice makes permanence. Whatever you practice is what you're going to perform. It doesn't make perfect because if you're practicing it wrong, you're going to perform it wrong. Come on. He, he taught me that from a very young age. Practice means permanence. Again, wherever you put your focus, that's where you're going. That's where you're, you're going in that direction. Yeah. My husband used to coach um, like community basketball teams and he would tell them, this is not about practice makes perfect. He would say private practice equals public performance. Whatever you did in your private time, it is going to show up in your public performance. So if he would ask them, we only practice together once a week. And if that's the only time you're putting your hands on a basketball, it's going to show up on game day. It's going to be real clear. You did not spend your time practicing. So I will take it back to whatever. If you said that you were in the word, you will produce the fruit. But if in your private practice. God will produce it through you. Right. God will produce it in you. God will produce it in you and through you. But in your private practice if you're scrolling <laughs> genetically modified focus <laughs> i need you to stop attacking me amia freeman like i feel like you are coming for me in the most loving way possible but like yes i love okay i just need to put this out there and then we're for real for real done i love that tiktok builds in things like either if you've been on too long or you come on late at night they have built in tiktok um, PSAs where they're like, we know this is great. We know this is fun. You need to get up off of here now. I love that. They do. And I'm like, hey, yo, I know it's one o'clock, but I literally just opened the app. Instagram <laughs> needs to do that. And like, they, hey. they say, if you come on late, they say, you really need to go to bed. You really don't need to be scrolling. Or if you've been on too long, they throw the one up there. You, you've been on here too long. We know this is fun go to bed, get off, go do something different. Well, yeah. Reach. How about that for crafting? <laughs> All right, friends. I appreciate that you have stayed long enough to listen 
here and grab whatever you needed, whether you came back and you listened in chunks or you listened to us ramble. Um, we know it's all holy good. Rambling. It was holy rambling. Yeah, it was, we were scattering seeds is what we were doing. There's no rambling. <laughs> There's no rambling in the kingdom, right? There's no crying in baseball. Not when it's spirit led. And listen, what, what Miss Mia Freeman said, like you picked up what you needed. I'm going to share an old adage I got over the years. You pick up and you use what's for you. You file what doesn't fit you right now. Don't throw anything away because it might come a time where you're like, ooh, I think now if that makes sense. Yeah. So good. be yeah. blessed. I love it. And we will All right. see you in 2021. Yeah, we will see you in 2021. If you um, are, if you're feeling frisky and you want to see us, this is going to be on YouTube. How about that? <laughs> no, because there's times when I paused it so I could yell at my children to be quiet. They need to know that though. <laughs> and now I'm making sp split pea soup. Whatever, go for it. All right, y'all, we are signing off for real. I hope that this has helped you adjust your focus and y'all know anything that you might have questions about or if there's a topic that you want us to dig into and 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 discuss um i'm so down for that yeah you can email us um momentumfocus at gmail.com you can find us on social media um instagram at momentum focus and then on facebook momentum focus leadership oh so, and we're gonna do twitter this year we just gotta get the handle yeah i'll let Raina handle twitter i don't That's i don't twit i don't twit <laughs> It's tweet, babe, tweet. I know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't do no kind of twitting. Um, <laughs> all right, y'all. Happy New Year to you, whether you caught this before the new year or after. So y'all be blessed. We appreciate your time um, and how much you pour into this community. Take care. I love you.